Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. There's a lot to get to today. There's more on Nashville. Joy Reid says trans people are the real victims. Golly. Uh, Dang. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What is going on? (laughs) I mean, seriously, what the hell? I just, like, woke up and went, what is going on? Everything's upside down. It's pretty simple. They're bad people. Golly. That's really what it comes down to. Got a lot to get to. Children were killed. Is Joe Biden considering gun confiscation? Uh, good luck with you know, that. You know, you're talking about uh, an assault weapons ban, even though the Department of Homeland Security secretary isn't capable of uh, defining what an assault weapon is. But he says, I know it when I see it, and I think we can ban them. And so, you know, there are a lot of people in the Democratic Party, you know, the most vocal of them, and they kind of got mad at him for saying this, was Beto O'Rourke. It was, you know, standing up on kitchen counters everywhere saying, hell yes, I'm going to take your AR-15, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And so the question is, where's the president on that? Are you actually going to consider gun confiscation? Because those guns are out there already. Yeah. Uh, this is the uh, White House press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre's mm-hmm. response to Let that. me just be very clear. What we're talking about, AR-15s, these assault weapons ban, they are weapons of war and they should not be on the streets across the country in our communities. They should not be in schools. They should not be in grocery stores. They should not be in in churches. That's what the president believes. So is that the answer? No. Um, To me, I take that as a yes. That's ultimately the goal is a confiscation program, which goes beyond. And then so the beginning would be, okay, if you have an AR, Mm -hmm. we're just coming to take that. Yeah. Okay. Good luck. And that would stop all the mass shootings? Uh, no, it wouldn't. Of course it wouldn't, but that's what they actually believe? Yes, that is actually what they believe. Again, they're, they're not very Or do good. they believe any of it, and what they really want to do is disarm the public? Well, what they really want to do is get us to believe that they're going to do this mm-hmm. for, the, for the value points you get attached to it. Because they're going to do this. There's no way they can do this. No way. They're going to start going door to door and taking guns away from people? No. No, I There's don't believe millions that of those guns out there. But they say they start with the ARs. Mm-hmm. Or is all of this just to raise money? I think at the end well, of the day. Well, yes. It's to virtue signal and raise money. Yes. Yeah, at the end of the day, that's really what it is. It's not actually. See, Democrats. And it, you know what? In fairness, uh, I'll, I'll take off the partisan cap here for a second. It's, it's Democrats and Republicans. A lot of these political animals aren't actually interested in finding solutions. It's about keeping the problems in existence that that's what it comes down to i mean we saw that with all the black lives matter stuff no one ever actually wants to get to the root of poverty especially in the african-american community nobody actually wants to uh save black lives in the inner city who are at uh at risk of death from 
gang violence. No, they're letting those gang members out. Yep. I mean, in Cook County uh, last year, the district attorney there didn't prosecute people who'd shot and killed somebody because they were mutual combatants. Well, you know, they were shooting at each other. (laughs) Whatever. Kim Fox for the win (laughs) in Chicago. They don't. Well, yeah, you have to keep people at each other's throats all the time. Yes, because the diversity inclusion wings of every corporation now and university in this country, if you have somebody that goes in there and goes, well, you know, we don't have a problem now, your job is eliminated. Oh, yeah. It's it's a business, man. Yeah, all the, the way around. The churning is a business. That's all this is. Yeah, and the it's, guns are just part of it. It's part of the business. Yeah. Yes. I think that's probably true. By the way, I thought that was a beautiful tribute they had in Nashville yesterday mm-hmm. for those families. Yeah. Um, a lot of wonderful things were said and you know and just just i what else can you say a tragedy mm-hmm. you know more on that a little bit later uh a train derailment today yeah another, another one yeah this happened uh, in the city of raymond minnesota a bnsf train uh, derailed at about 1 a.m uh causing an evacuation in the small town of uh raymond uh, fire department. BNSF. <clears throat> the, yeah. It's official. Joe Markley's getting the call. He's coming out of retirement. They need his help. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting hot in the bullpen Working right the trains now. for years and <laughs> yep. years and years. They want him back. Yeah. Where no, no derailments under his eye. They're mm-hmm. saying that 14 of the train's 40 cars were carrying hazardous materials. Of course they were. This is, is this, are we looking into this thing now? And I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on. But is this just coincidence? What do you mean? That all this hazardous waste you say this is happening on purpose. I'm just saying something's going on here. Well, something's going on here. Well, what do you think it is? I don't know yet. But this all of a sudden, we've had all these derailments, and it all includes this toxic material. Well, I think part of it is there have been derailments a lot more than we even knew. A lot yeah. of it doesn't get covered until you have the massive spill like we had in Ohio. Well, there's been a whole lot of these happening lately. Yeah. I mean, what the hell is going on here? And the focus is definitely there. I'm yep. sure Boot Edge Edge. Oh, yeah. Mayor Pete, Secretary of Transportation, he's all over this, I'm sure. So rest assured, everything is going to be fine. Yeah. Well, he did put out the statement saying, I am closely monitoring oh, the developments coming out of uh, Minnesota. Oh, gosh. Okay, think about that. What does that mean? You that read means... some texts? <laughs> right. Well, what that means is uh, I don't actually know what I'm doing here, so I'm going to take a step back. Now, they say it was carrying a form of ethanol and a corn syrup liquid. So I I don't think that, at least at first blush, it's not the same kind of toxic spill like we saw in East Palestine, Ohio. Yeah, but everybody needs a little ethanol in their tap water, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Another story out there, we've talked about reparations. And I guess the leader in reparations would be San Francisco, because you're talking about millions of dollars per individual, the way mm-hmm. I understand it. Yeah. Okay. Where are we at with that? Well, apparently giving black people $5 million each isn't nearly enough. What? I don't know if you knew that. Not, not nearly enough. That's according to activists who showed up at the California Reparations Task Force meeting yesterday. This is separate from what San Francisco is doing, okay. although in the same vein, the governor... You know, Governor Hergel Newsom, uh, he has established this reparations task force to figure out how to buy more votes. I mean, make right uh, the (laughs) sins of America. 
Uh, San Francisco wants to hand out $5 million. The task force for the state is considering $360,000 per person. And that's not enough. Here's one of the activists who showed up. Okay. Where's the cash? Where's the check? Don't be afraid. Please don't be afraid. $5 million. San Francisco's already made a move. $5 million is nothing. And I'll tell you why. It's nothing? Okay, you've lost the country. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. You, you, I, I've made this pledge before, but I'll, I'll reiterate this. If you hand me a $5 million check, I'm going to say uh-huh. thank you, and you're never going to hear from me again. I think that's most people, yes. Yeah, I mean, you really have to be on the left to say, what? that's not enough. <laughs> Are you kidding? We're just getting started, $5 million? If they spread it over 50 years, that's $100,000 a year, and you're in the top tax bracket, 35% Fed, 16.8 California, you'll be lucky if you end up with $40,000 a year. We need to do this. We need to get the money. Where's the money? Where's the money? You ain't get it from me. <laughs> Show me the money. <laughs> Gold pound sand. <laughs> Holy mackerel. People have lost their mind oh, on yeah, that. Are completely. you kidding me? Wow. You know, some of the other stories out there. Do you see where Russia detained the Wall Street Journal reporter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did see that. Okay. What's the play? Well, I'll tell you, man, this particular reporter is working on his jump shot right now. And identifying his female? And, and you better go trans a in a hurry WNBA and play a sport. Player. No kidding. Because yeah. if he's just a white dude, which he is, and mm-hmm. a reporter from the Wall Street Journal, he's going to be sitting there for a while, I'm guessing. Yeah, this I don't is, know what the point is. Evan Gershkovitz is the guy's name. He was arrested in Russia uh, earlier this week, and we're just now getting the details of it. They're saying he's a spy because, of course, they right. are. Sure. Um, and the Wall Street Journal was saying no, and they're suggesting that he was arrested because he was uh, writing about how the Russian economy is collapsing. I saw that. They didn't like that, so he's a spy. Let's see how that plays out. And I don't know. I haven't seen this reported in a whole lot of places. Maybe you saw it. That Vladimir Zelensky, Ukrainian president, wants to meet with Chinese leader Xi Jinping. Mm-hmm. Huh, this is really interesting. Because uh, what Zelensky is saying is, okay, you know, China wants to increase its global influence, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they're saying they're neutral in this Ukraine war. So since, you know, Xi was in Russia, he would like to meet with Xi. And see what happens out of that. Yeah, I'm sure he'll get right on that. Well, he went out and bought a new tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's going to happen at all? No, I don't. No. Yeah, I, well, I, I highly doubt that. I'll, I'll put it this way. If it does happen, American support for Ukraine goes away. Oh, absolutely. To me. I was yes. thinking the same thing. We're done. We're out. Immediately. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. All right. Much more to get to. I, I suppose we better get to this Joy Reid story, saying that trans people are the real victims. God. Let's get it done early to get Scott's blood pressure up, and then we'll bring it back down. Okay? It's going to be all good. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. <laughs> the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David, you have the clip. Please yeah. set this one up. Well, yeah, the police are still investigating what led to the deadly shooting at Covenant School in Nashville, where this trans lunatic murdered three kids and three adults. But talking about 
the trans lunatic being trans is the real crime, apparently. Here's uh, MSNBC's Joy Reid. Tennessee's already under siege transgender community is terrified. Under siege? Please explain. What does that mean? Okay, Robbins, he's already hit it. That's, oh. <laughs> That's a ridiculous thing. That's some, Okay, it's Joy Reid. What do I expect? Because they want drag queens away from the kids, well, and they don't want kids on puberty blockers, and they don't want groomers teaching trans, kids about trans crap. Trans is the most protected class of citizens we have today. <laughs> You could certainly what is she make talking the, about? I don't know. One advocate told NBC News, we are already fearing for our lives. Now it's even worse. The right wing. Well, then you need help in more ways than one. Yeah. Because now you can put paranoia on top of it. What are you talking about? The right wing moral panic over transgender people living their lives or seeking medical care or simply existing. I don't care who exists. Do whatever you want. Stay away from the kids. That's it. That's, that's all we ask. That, that's the big request. That's it. That you can't seem that's to it. handle. Obviously predates the Nashville massacre. But some on the right are linking the tragedy to their raging nationwide crusade against transgender people in ways that are just dangerous and frankly evil. Oh, my gosh. I don't mean this in a bad way, and I never want to see it. I don't, okay? It drives you crazy, though, to say this is evil. I mean, it's under siege. If there were a bunch of people that really had it out for trans people, this would look a whole lot different, okay? Most people, and I'm talking about the overwhelming majority, don't care. It's almost like, that group wants you to care. Please recognize people don't give a flip. Stay away from the kids. That's it. I know she never talked about Asian Americans that way. What do you mean? They were being beat up and pushed in front of trains and everything else that was going on as being scared. You know what, man? If you were a person, a person of Asian descent, mm -hmm. okay, walking around a subway in new york yeah over the last year and a half yes would you be looking around of course but Why? joy, joy reed didn't come because, to their defense because there's a reason to this what i don't understand oh it's a stupid talking oh my here. gosh Jeez. uh on a lighter note um you know we've said this many times sooner or later woke is coming for you and a lot of liberals have not seemed to realize that but it does happen it even happens with the beloved series Friends. Friends? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's problematic, you know. Why? You've seen this piece before, right, David? Yeah, so the the show Friends, people uh, have complained about some uh, insensitive stuff. There's the ugly naked guy character across the street. I guess you never see him, but apparently he's overweight right. and naked, and it's, it's fat-shaming. It's not body positive or whatever. <laughs> Isn't uh, uh, the uh, Chandler, what uh, Matthew Perry's character, um, his dad is a cross-dresser, right? Or is trans or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's the butt of jokes. And there's butts of jokes about the fact that Ross, uh, David Schwimmer's character, uh, his wife is a lesbian and all of that stuff. So it's, and also I've seen the criticism that it's frankly, it's just too white. Absolutely too white. Where's the diversity? Mm -hmm. Jennifer Aniston is saying, Hey, young people, you're just too offended by it. Mm -hmm. She pushed it back a little bit. 
okay, said, you know, uh, there's a whole generation of people, kids, who are now going back to episodes of Friends and find them offensive. You know, there were things that were never intentional. And others, well, we should have thought it through, but I don't think there was a sensitivity like there is now. She thinks that we've lost the ability to laugh. Now listen to this. At bigots. Just because people can't handle the subject matter. What? Said, we've lost the ability to laugh at bigots because of wokeness? Is there a disconnect here? What what does she mean by that? Well, I think that wokeness in general and liberalism in general has lost the ability to laugh at anything. That's what I was going to say. Nothing's funny in their world. She went on to say it was about educating people on how ridiculous people were. And now we're not allowed to do that. No, you can't. How about how about the idea that Chandler having a, 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 a dad who became a woman is objectively funny? Yeah, I mean, you that, can either go and cry in the closet <laughs> because of depression, or you can, you know, just make light of it. Yeah. I don't think it's anything any kid wants. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know. I know. Well, I don't yeah. think Rachel Levine's kids all of a sudden said, you know, hip, hip, hooray, let's throw a party. <laughs> That's a trans person now. Fantastic. This well, is great. They all had jobs, too. That's mm-hmm. not allowed. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, woke's going to come for everybody, you know, yeah. sooner or later. Um, something else we got to get to. Um, there's been some questions of whether or not the Department of Justice is going to investigate uh, the Nashville shooting as a hate crime. And Senator John Kennedy asked Merrick Garland... That question. Mm -hmm. And I think you'll enjoy the response. Also, you know, that bit we do every day, what's your story going around? I can't wait to hear because David has held on to this for his story today. And for David to bring up a charity basketball game, Mm -hmm. it's got to be really something. Holy cow. Okay. That's all we get for now. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then there's an update in the uh, Alec Baldwin case we got to get to as well. All coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial, the sexy boomer. Scott Robbins. You know, there's been talk about the Nashville shooting being investigated as a hate crime. And you may have made this point the other day, David. And I think I'm along the same lines of nothing's going to bring those kids and those adults back. But at the same time, you want this treated like any other mass shooting would be in this sort of situation. And if they were targeted targeted because of their religious beliefs, that should be said. Yeah, and also who helped along the path of radicalization, I think is an important question as well. I do too. And so Senator John Kennedy asked Mary Garland yesterday if there would be that investigation in this. Do you plan on, on opening a hate crime investigation for the targeting of Christians? The um, FBI and ATF are both uh, on the scene working with the um, uh, local police. Uh, as of now, motive hasn't been identified, and the police chief said at the last, at his last press conference that they don't yet have reached a conclusion with respect Time to uh, motive. Go ahead, Scott. They're working on things, and they're laser-focused. <laughs> it, 
These people are working on things all the time. There's no completion of anything. How can this not be a hate crime? How can it not be? How can you just say it? Dope, say no. We have no intention to because it's Christians. Do it. Well. I'd have more respect for you if you did. To also say we don't know. You've had the manifesto. You, of what course do you, mean? you don't know. You damn well do know. Alyssa, well, he goes on. To uh, motive. motive. Uh, we are certainly working no full time is. with them to try and determine what the motive is. And, of course, motive is what determines whether it's a hate crime or not. <laughs> you know, I, I, I could give him uh, a pass there if he treated every investigation in that way. Well, okay, I'll go with you. Because on I, I, I think you can. You know, it's. Uh, I, I think it's a situation where... Uh, you know, if you're talking about Haitian migrants being whipped at the border and whatnot, they're talking about it's a hate crime and blah, blah, blah. You know, they never give it the benefit of the doubt if it's something that they can use to score political points. But in this particular case, they've decided to slow walk everything. And I think that that initial answer that he gave, I know it's frustrating. I know it's noncommittal. But while there are still investigators putting together uh, whatever report they're going to come out with, I can make the argument pretty easily that that's the responsible thing to do if you are the head of the DOJ or if you're a police chief, if you're a, a sheriff, whatever. I can make that argument, except this guy never does that. No. When it's something the other that, thing, yeah. The other thing is the Nashville cop, the chief, when he went out there, he was choosing his words wisely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, yes, it is possible it was because they had gone to school there. He, he was basically given the tell. Like, yeah, we're thinking that's a possibility. There could be something to that. Okay. But we're still investigating. We're trying to figure this out. I think. To me, that's still responsible because you're saying, okay, we can kind of tell, but we I can't make an official yeah. statement. And I mean, but Garland, you're absolutely right. He treats it all differently. It's all, you know, is this in my wheelhouse? Then I'll go to it and take advantage politically. And if it's not, I'm, well, we're going through yeah. the game. He's so weak, man. Ugh. It is. It's infuriating to watch him or Mayorkas up there or Ned Price. Or John Kirby. But everybody's working diligently. Gosh, dang. Everybody's like the dork fraternity got power. <laughs> oh, Revenge of the Nerds. Jeez. It is. It, I, I, let's just move on, man. I made it through the whole week. I Nobody know. got suspended. No one lost their crap I wonder, and said something way out of line. I wonder who got stuffed in lockers most. Garland. Of, of, probably, yeah. Garland. Yeah. Please don't stuff me all. All right, it's that time of the show. We'll go around. Look at all these stories out there. It may not be the biggest story, but it caught your attention today, David. What's your story? You know, it's been a really heavy news week. Yeah. Obviously. And I'm not complaining about that. I'm just saying maybe maybe we could use some levity here. Sure. And I, I want to bring you this piece of levity, a big charity event happening in the San Antonio, Texas area, where cops and firefighters from the towns of Cibolo and Schertz are uh, playing a charity basketball game. It's happening tomorrow night. They're raising money uh, to benefit the Cibolo Senior uh, Program's uh, food pantry and the Randolph Area Christian Assistance Program happening at Steele High School. Uh, Doors open at 6 if you're in the area. Uh, And because they're cops and firefighters, this is what makes it funny to me. 
They're calling the event Guns and Hoses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to tell you something. Huh. So when Guns and Roses was big, mm -hmm. this happened a lot. Yeah. About three weeks ago, you guys know, um, eh, it, it used to be once a week. Now, uh, I'll go see my brother, all right? When I was done with different T-shirts, I'm like, you want this shirt? And you're like, whatever. He just got done with a workout in his Guns and Hoses T-shirt <laughs> <laughs> from, like, 1991. And it was a charity thing. It's all yes. coming together. Yes. Wow. Guns See, and hoses. You bring it back, man. It's fresh to a whole new generation. Oh, I know. It's great. It's yes, fantastic. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of charity basketball games and the past, you tell me if this was a jerk move or was this funny. The rock station at the time I was with, we used to play against, you know, a lot of times if it wasn't like firefighters or the local hockey team, it would be against a teacher staff mm -hmm. at some school as a fundraiser. Uh, there was a certain place we went, and we you kind of know this. Teachers don't like to get shown up in front of their students. And in small towns, they'll pack the place to come out and watch the teachers play. And if if you lay it down on them, they'll get frustrated. They really will. And I'm not saying we didn't bring in a couple ringers to pat our team. <laughs> well, you had to. It's a bunch of radio people, please. There were a couple guys who could play, and then there were a couple guys that were recruited that were really good. Anyway. There was one particular teacher that was so frustrated and then, you know, like started pushing and shoving and it, it was kind of a scene and then wrote us actually the boss of the radio station, a letter about how disrespectful we were. I mean, this whole thing just ripped us apart. And so then the boss ca calls us in. We kind of tell him this is what happened. We'll take care of this. We'll call the school. Instead, we took the letter and noticed some errors with grammar. Oh, boy. We graded the paper and sent it back and made a copy, one to him and one to the principal, and gave him a D plus. <laughs> That's good. That's really was good. Was that a jerk move or was that funny? No, no, that's funny. <laughs> okay. That's funny. Yeah. All right. Because okay. it's a charity game. I mean, you're, you're, right. yeah. you guys didn't walk away with a big check for no. your performance, you know, so yeah. No. All right, Scott, what's your story? Well, uh, here we go again with the absurdity of the females identif or males identifying as females. Ari Silverberg got fed up, so he protested in the best way he knew how to do. Didn't throw soup, didn't threaten anybody, no shouting, nobody was rude, no riots, nothing like that. This guy decided, hey, the Canadian Powerlifting Union announced a gender self-identification policy. This is a coach of a powerlifting team. And they said any males can participate in women's com competition on the basis of gender alone. In February, the trans-inclusion policy was released, containing an explicit statement supporting allowing transgender powerlifters to participate in the sex category of their choosing. Okay, so you just say, all right. If yeah. I'm a woman, woman for a day, I can be a woman for a day. Okay. So Ari said, okay, I'll do it. I'm a woman. So he got into this thing, self-identifying. He worked with Team Canada, too, by the way, so this guy's been around the block. He won the category. And he broke, the, he broke the record that was previously set by another guy that was trans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love this story. He, he, as the story goes, he bench-pressed nearly 370 pounds, beating the current Alberta women's record by almost 100 pounds. And that current record is held by a trans athlete named Ann Andrus, 
yes. who was seen watching Silverberg while volunteering at the event. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, is that great? Break the record. And this the 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 person who actually does identify as trans or whatever uh, holds the Alberta women's record for the deadlift at 544 as well. Um, and uh, has won eight of nine competitions entered in the women's category over the last four years. And this dude just shows up, ca- like, wearing the the leotard, the men's, an actual men's outfit. Yeah. Still got the full beard. Got a beard. <laughs> <laughs> he just, and he shatters the record that yeah. was set while this fraud sat on looking. <laughs> That's incredible. That is incredible. Wow. He took matters said, into his own. Uh, listen, man, I've been saying this for a while You now. have been saying it for a long there time, There is Scott. going to be a guy, yes. and it hasn't happened yet, but there's going to be a guy, it is going to happen, who is very fringy NBA, never gets the big money, plays in the developmental leagues, his time has maybe passed him, mm-hmm. and decides, I'm going to be a girl. I'm going to go make four or $500,000 a year being uh, dominating the WNBA. Who's going to stop it? <laughs> And does this leak into tennis at some point in time? Yeah. The tennis thing would be really something to see. Yes. And uh, what's the fashion person, David, that you're not quite sure that might the whole thing might be a goof? Yeah. We don't know. Dylan Mulvaney is a guy who uh, he's he's an actor who is now identifying not just as a woman, but as a girl, actually. He wants to experience girlhood. And so a bunch of different beauty products and whatnot. I mean, this dude went to the White House. And interviewed the president. Yes. And uh, now is, uh, what's the, um, I don't remember, There, there's a, he's now the face of some women's like L'Oreal clothing. L'Oreal or one of those, and in, in, yeah, makeup and clothes. Yeah, the new one was uh, Kate Spade, I guess. I yes, Kate Spade's in the yeah. store. Yeah. This, the commercial's him in the store. <laughs> trying on a lovely uh, red night, nighty gown or whatever. Oh my goodness, man. <laughs> okay. This looks great. This uh, is fantastic. My story uh, for today, I, just because of the the sheer amount of injury with Jeremy Renner, I didn't know. I knew the guy was messed up badly, and he's got a big interview coming up. I think it's Monday, Diane Sawyer, uh, on ABC. Um, but they talk about the injuries that Jeremy Renner suffered, you know, when he was run over by his own snowplow mm-hmm. that's 14,000 pounds. Okay. The injuries include a broken face and eye socket, eight ribs broken in 14 places. Oh, damn. If you've ever had a broken rib. Oh, yeah. Yes. Eight of them in 14 places. I can't even imagine the pain. A broken right knee. Can't breathe. Yeah. Left tibia, both ankles, collarbone, jaw, and right shoulder. Also suffered a collapsed lung. And his liver was pierced by a rib bone. Poking into it, yeah. And he was conscious during all of it. Golly. Daddy-o. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you got some elbow tendonitis. Maybe your knees are a little sore today. Your back's sore, whatever. (laughs) Man, it could be a whole lot worse. But he's going to be okay. Yeah, Yeah. I've I've got to be okay. I've been dealing with a little cut on my thumb, and it hurts using a computer mouse. (laughs) (laughs) That dude's going to have so much metal on his skeleton, he's going to have to get recast as Wolverine. (laughs) It's wild, man. He tied the record for most broken bones by a woman. (laughs) 
Evil Knievel said, yeah, what up, wussy? <laughs> All right. Latest in the Alec Baldwin case you want to hear. Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. So the lady uh, behind Libs of TikTok is uh, or has filed an ethics complaint, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, against Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who last month at a public hearing claimed, I'm sorry, I, I guess it was a little more than a year ago, claimed that Libs of TikTok lied about Boston Children's Hospital offering hysterectomies to minors who were confused about their gender. It actually wasn't a lie. It was true that they were doing that. And yeah. AOC, though, spread this disinformation to try to put a target and harass a private citizen. Ooh. And claimed that she's responsible for a bomb threat that, that, went off, that, that was sent to the hospital, all of that, based on these lies, even though she told the truth. She did. So uh, she tried to go to the office of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and deliver the ethics complaint by hand. Well, AOC wasn't there, Mm -hmm. but she ran into AOC uh, in the hallway, (laughs) walking by, and just said, hey, can I get a selfie with you? And gets a selfie with AOC and then starts to talk. And, well, here's how the rest of this goes. Uh, It is hilarious to me. Never want to share space with you, and then runs away. Oh, so no conversation. No, no change of minds. You're just super transphobic, and I don't want to be near you. Well, that's the thing, and so strong. What's striking too is that um, uh, is that this lady is seems to be fairly happy. Seems to be you know smiling through the entire exchange. AOC Mm -hmm. though, just as miserable, lashes out and leaves. And I think that's (laughs) isn't that really the big difference that you notice most of the time between left and right right now is that yes. the left is always angry and any, especially when their assumptions get challenged they can't argue back with any sort of reasoning it's just no. you're transphobic and i don't want you in my space that's pretty much it it's, i mean i it sounds like you're really taking a shot to say it's a group of people acting like children, but it really is. There's no basis for an argument. It's just shouting, calling names, and that's it. Nothing to back it up. Facts are like kryptonite to these people. It's weird. What's the update on the Alec Baldwin case? Oh, uh, the Santa Fe prosecutor uh, has stepped away from prosecuting this particular case because she says she wants to focus on other criminal cases. Uh, two new special prosecutors have been appointed to handle this in connection with the, well, the the case involving Alec Baldwin shooting and killing a woman. <laughs> Which he did do. That's he did. He shot and killed a woman. <laughs> yes, he did. The fact that she's dead is not the reason I'm laughing. I think you understand that. No. It's the way David delivers that line, he which is absolutely true. He isn't waffled on his position at all. No. He, he did kill that woman. From the jump. That, that is... 100% fat yep. to get his kryptonite to a liberal. This is the Mark Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Of course, after the tragedy in Nashville, a lot of talk about guns, guns, mm-hmm. guns. And the left losing their mind. Facts be damned. Yeah, don't. We're going on emotion <clears throat> here. Absolutely. It's pure emotion. And, everything with them. And pure performance. And we saw it yesterday with Democrat Congressman Jamal Bowman who just started screaming about guns and Republicans right Gosh. outside the House chamber yesterday, completely lost control. Nuts. Roll it. Let them explain it all the way up to election day on 2024. They're freaking cowards. They're gutless. They're what not here. Talking about? I'm talking about gun violence. You know, there's never been... I'm talking about gun violence. <laughs> Hold on. Let's stop there for a second. Oof. Okay. So he's looking for a moment. Mm-hmm. Okay, look at my passion for this. Yeah. And someone starts to say, hold on a second. There's no... I'm talking about gun violence. You know, there's never been... I'm so old by gun violence. In a school that allows teachers to carry... Carry guns? Would you... Would you more guns leads to more death. Would you well, I, more guns leads to more death. Yeah, Wasn't that Massey? Yeah, it's Thomas Massey. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Coming in. Okay, you want to fact check that, David? Well, you know, again, th- this is the, the pro- one of the biggest problems with the discussion about gun control in this country is that you have too many people playing with numbers to craft a narrative where you're including, tragically, things like suicides and gun, uh, gun death rates. You're yes. not accounting for hyper-local crime issues that happen. And when you really try to take a step back, you know, and you try to compare, okay, where are the, uh, what are the pro-gun groups say, what are the anti-gun groups say, and you try to meet somewhere in the middle to get to really what the truth is, because both sides have an agenda. I'm not going to pretend like they don't. Um, you You come to the conclusion that, well, I mean, the method of crime changes, but the crime rate itself does not no matter what strict gun control issues or gun control legislation you passed. So this okay, I- there's there's a few there's like 15 seconds of this clip left. Yeah. And then I want you to go deeper into that and there's something else with this entire case that I haven't heard hardly anybody bring up that mm-hmm. I think is hugely important. But anyway, go ahead Jamal. More guns lead to more death. Look at the data. You're not looking at any data. Neither are you. I've already heard that disputed. Yeah. But what, no. what, yeah, what does the open carry thing have to do with anything? If you're, if you're just talking about your right to own a gun, that's not, that, that's a completely different argument altogether, whether or not you support open carry. And, and even then, you know, what, one of the interesting things is that when you actually look at most of the data and you actually try to figure out what's going on, right? 
is there this overwhelming amount of evidence that says that uh, states that allow people to carry guns and are a little less uh, restrictive when it comes to issuing permits or constitutional carry, does that drop the crime rate? No, no, it really doesn't. Does it increase the crime rate? No, it really doesn't. It's kind of a wash. Well, the, the biggest issue, and I don't have the if I had the answer to this, I mean, I would probably be president next week. I don't have the answer to this. But when you look at America's crime problems, they are always, one, hyper, hyper local because they have to do with conditions on the ground in any individual zip code or even street block. So you, it's hard to come up with one particular, here's the problem here, here's the problem there, because crime is a messy and complicated thing when you're trying to analyze what the issue is. But, I mean, when you look at the argument of, oh, it's the guns, it's the guns. I mean, not that long ago in America, during hunting season, kids would have guns on gun racks in their, in their yes. cars at schools, yes. and this didn't happen. So no, what my, is actually happening? Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You tell me if I'm wrong about this. No problem. I just haven't seen it talked about a lot. Shooter had two targets in mind, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't go to one. Why? Because security. Okay. And this isn't blaming the school or that church. Not at all. Okay. But I am saying that I know several churches. Okay. If there was a shooter that came in there, they're not going to last very long because mm-hmm. people are packing. That almost ready for something to go down it's not going to be at that particular place and then of course you're going to have other people thinking about that but what is in common at most of these places they are soft targets and you can talk and scream jamal bowman about guns you think you're going to get all the guns off the street 400 million in the country the soft targets have to harden up i mean I don't know how else to say it, to keep people safe. Am I missing the boat there? No. No. No, you're not. The other thing about Jamal Bowman, I'm guessing he would change his mind if a gun company just gave him some money. Because he was just backing TikTok a week ago. Right. Because TikTok gave him a bunch of money That's <clears throat> yeah. for his campaign. So he was out there saying, I don't think we want to do anything with TikTok. I mean, there's other Democrats saying, we got to do something. This is a Chinese spy app. And this guy's like, yeah, but people make their living off it. And the videos are funny. What a fraud you are, dude. Yeah, if Smith & Wesson writes a check to him next week, it'll be, we need seizures with guns in this gold. What are we doing? You gutless, heartless, bad Another idiot that could be bought and paid for mm-hmm. so easy. Shut yeah. up. Move on. You know how this works. Okay, moving on. Who is whining about parents wanting to know what schools are teaching? Oh, the Washington Post. Remember, they famously changed their slogan to democracy dies in darkness. During the Trump administration, right? Okay. All right. Now they're mad that democracy isn't being kept in darkness. They wrote this piece about how school districts across the country are facing huge waves of document requests through the Freedom of Information Act. Because a lot of parents say, hey, I kind of want to know what my tax dollars are going to. And I want I, I, I to know what you're teaching my kids. They're our kids. Uh, we don't want you indoctrinating them. And But apparently this is this bad thing because, oh, my gosh, they're... They're having to dedicate time and resources to fulfilling this. Well, just be transparent then. The, the you know publishing. what? If you, wouldn't have, if you would have just stuck to teaching kids what they need to know, yeah. 
this wouldn't be happening. But you had a friggin' agenda. Yeah, they even had their TikTok guy. Yeah, the Washington Post has a TikTok guy. <laughs> do a cute little video about how bad this is. Oh, great. Who's submitting these requests? Well, we are. Dad? Parents, community members, and attorneys for education associations are asking for curriculum documentation or contents of email. They're concerned about what public schools are teaching about race, gender, and sexual orientation. Resources are being shifted. Well, yes. Absolutely. Resources are being shifted away from students' academic needs at the exact instant America is facing falling test scores, a teen mental health crisis, and a teacher shortage. And More unintentionally funny stuff. That's hilarious. It is. Resources are, there's a mental health crisis and, and test scores are going down. So therefore we have to teach kindergartners about why it's, it's good to chop off their genitals when they get a little older. Yes. And don't stop us. And because of how much time and money is needed to process these requests, they're changing what schools are spending their funding on. <laughs> you know, and I know... I know it's not every public school teacher or administrator no, or even an entire di district. I'm not, uh, not going to try to make that argument. I don't want to broad brush it at all. But the people who are whining about this, I think one of the quotes was, I, I, I get sick to my stomach every time I see record requests now. I want to vomit. You Good work job. for us. You work for us. Yep. <laughs> That's your job. And I understand why so many teachers have quit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What an underreported story that is. I mean, I know several. Yeah. They're like, I can't, I cannot in good conscience teach this to kids anymore. I'm friggin' out of here. Harder to find good teachers. You think about, oh my gosh, so teaching kids can be about, you know, indoctrination? How many more freaks are going to want to get into yeah. that career? I can teach kids to be gay? Freaking great. You don't want those people teaching. You want people teaching because they have a passion for kids learning what they need to know to take on life. You're not seeing it, a lot mm -hmm. of people. It's funny how the, the uh, declining enrollments in schools is It's crazy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's kind of weird how that happens. Um, all right, let's continue uh, stories as far as freak shows go. We got what kind of parents? They're raising babies? Yeah. Six not babies, they What did you just say? Babies. Babies? Yeah, yes. not babies, babies. Yeah. You have got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah, 60 Minutes Australia has a story coming up this weekend, and it sounds absolutely insane. It's about babies, babies whose mentally ill parents won't call them boys or girls. Oh, my God. They're enlightened, Scott. Yeah. This wow. Is, this is from the teaser. I can't wait to see the whole report. Yes. Okay. Holy smokes, man. Yeah, I'm glad that you didn't see this. David and I saw this earlier. Yeah, Maybe. We didn't assign a gender at birth. I'm letting this little person be who they want to be. It is an experiment. What they're doing is unprecedented. On 60 Minutes. You can't tell what your gender is by looking at your body. You can't yeah, tell what your... Of course you can! <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yes, it's I'm going to start with just my phone videotaping Robin's reactions. <laughs> I'm just rubbing my temples. Because I know. I, I know. Uh, I gotta well, be... you just never know. We let them choose. <laughs> We're enlightened. Yes. I'm going to force them into something. We're the coolest parents on the block. Kids don't need guidance. No. They make their own choices from birth. Are you out of your mind? 
What's wrong with you? What are some of the biggest challenges? Strangers in the street have had quite a strong response. Why are you so obsessed? Why do you need to know? We're not trying to eliminate gender. It's really helping kids find their own path to it. Sunday on 9 and 9 now. You know, there is a reason why toys are saying between 2 and 4 recommended. Because they know children can't make their own choice yet. They need to be of a certain age, and their brain has to be of a certain development before they can make a choice. We decided that a long time ago. Long time ago. What if a three-year-old decides that they identify as a person with a beard and they want to start shaving? Trust them with the razor. (laughs) Just hand it to them. Sure. Knock yourself out. I don't want to get in the way of their self-discovery. Five-year-old wants to drive a car? Okay. (laughs) They identify as a NASCAR driver. Yes, they do. They do. They're debuting debuting the number four car at Texas Motor Speedway this weekend. (laughs) Daddy, can I be like Dale? (laughs) Oh, goodness, man. Golly. Okay. Holy smokes. I don't know if you caught this bit of news. U.S. Marshals were told not to arrest protesters at Supreme Court Justice Holmes. They were told not to arrest. Get to that much more straight ahead. Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Do you remember when all the freaks were outside of Brett Kavanaugh's house? Oh, yeah. 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 Different Supreme Court justices. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Merrick Garland... Attorney General, he told U.S. Marshals not to arrest any of the protesters, unless you absolutely had to. R- really? Senator Katie Britt from Alabama um, unveiled a series of training slides used to prepare marshals for their assignments. So she was asking Merrick Garland about that yesterday at a Senate Appropriations subco- uh, Subcommittee meeting or hearing. So the slides instructed the marshals to avoid, unless absolutely necessary, any criminal enforcement involving protesters and that making arrests and initiating prosecutions was not the goal (laughs) of their being stationed outside the residences of the court's six conservative jurists. Today I learned that law enforcement was not a part of law enforcement. Something, isn't it? Wow. Uh, we have uh, uh, asked. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Uh, and so as Senator Britt was showing these slides, what did Mary Garland say? Uh, uh, this is the first time I've seen the slide deck. He's never seen it. Yeah. Okay. Nobody's responsible for anything. I was just no. going to say that. Nobody's seen anything. Nobody's heard anything. Nobody knows anything. It's so frustrating. And now it looks like we've got protests going on today in Tennessee, David. Uh, in Tennessee, I know there were uh, protests the in, in Kentucky yeah. uh, yesterday where it was a transurrection. And I wouldn't be surprised if Tennessee is being targeted by the insurrectionists here. Okay, that was just a couple minutes ago. I saw yeah. it up on Fox. Was mm-hmm. that Tennessee? Wasn't that at the state house? I believe it was, yes. They were yelling at each other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, I mean, obviously, we have the sound down. We just have a monitor yeah. in the studio. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was a bunch of, you know, the typical looking younger, I can't even say adults, kids, you know, late teens, early 20s, you know. Making with, a lot of noise. 
getting in the face mm-hmm. of some of the cops and yelling. And every time you see that, you're like, you know, you're all big and tough because you can yell and get in somebody's face like that because you know nothing's going to happen to you. You wouldn't do that to another adult out on the street ever. No. You little punk. Well, this is the this is where we are. It's either through social media or through engagement like that where they know there's absolutely no harm that will come to yep. them. And they can say yeah. and do whatever they want. Yeah, today's protest was about gun control. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I again, I, I keep seeing, well, Tennessee just uh, made their gun laws more lax. And yet none of the items that they point at, had they not been reduced, would have actually prevented any of this. Because the the deranged killer was 28 years old. And yeah. what they're talking about is like, well, oh, they're talking about constitutional carry, which is actually, you still can't bring a gun into a school legally in the state of Tennessee. Right. Like it, <laughs> some people just want to. It's the reason for politicians to yell about gun control and people to post on social media. Common sense gun control. It's the same thing every freaking time. Okay, CNN. They're worried about what? If you're worried about the cost of eggs, yeah. they have a tip for you. Yeah, you know the cost of eggs is uh, going up, and the cost of uh, bacon and sausage and whatnot. It's priced a lot of people out. So they're saying, hey, why not try ramen for breakfast? Now, in fairness, they're actually just doing an advertisement for one of the Cup of Noodles brands, which is coming out with a new breakfast version, which has, like, maple syrup and sausage chunks floating in it. It looks gross. they got to do anything to make money at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay. Biggest story today, David. Uh, biggest story today is probably the ongoing news updates that we're getting out of the state of Tennessee. Of course... You just mentioned there's a big protest going on in favor of gun control uh, and, of course, tensions flaring on Capitol Hill in D.C. over the gun issue. Um, and so we're just following all the, de- the developments coming out uh, surrounding this horrible tragedy that took place earlier this week. You get an update on that. I know today's show, the biggest story was the Pope being sick, going to be hospitalized mm-hmm. for a few days, and reminding you that... Uh, Joe Biden's Catholic faith means a lot to him. Mm-hmm. In case you forgot. I, I forgot. Yeah. All right. We'll get to those things coming right up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. And getting more... Uh video out of the Tennessee State House. Yeah. It appears that there is a, uh, well, I mean, I guess if I'm to crib the phrase from uh, the media and many politicians, it's an all-out insurrection that's happening. That's what right it looks now. like. Protesters shoving uh, state patrol officers through the doors that they're trying to gain entry into the House chamber. Oh. Apparently some people are actually in the House chamber now. And obviously, Whoa. I mean, obviously the FBI needs to be involved in all of this and throw all of these insurrectionists into solitary confinements for months on end before a trial. Oh, these people would be broken. They'd Dem- be done. Democracy depends on it, Jamie. You know, what are they hoping to accomplish? They're they're raging about gun control, I guess, mm-hmm. but I again, I... 
what provision do you want? I, I asked the question yesterday, and I want to ask it, it again because I, I just in case you all have thought about it or, or, or something, but I, I just wonder if the killer in Nashville's parents live with at least the dad, I guess, in their, like, $700,000 home. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't know that she had acquired these weapons. Correct. If the people closest to her did not know that she was stockpiling weapons, what do you think the government is going to do more effectively? I don't think they think it through, honestly. It's something to rage against mm-hmm. more than anything else. And I suppose... In some ways, I just asked the wrong question. What do they want to get out of it? Who cares in a lot of ways? My other question is, at least a part of the video that I've seen and without sound, so I'm just looking at it. And like you said, it looks like some of these protesters are like pushing into cops to get their way inside the building, right? Yeah. Why are the cops not grabbing one at a time and cuffing them? You get what you put up with. Well, yeah. I don't understand it. You start handcuffing people one after another. Who's next? You got to get out. You got to move. There's got to be law and order. I don't understand that. And I'm sure there's a lot that I just don't understand that I could be, quote, educated on. As far as, well, with these tactics, we're looking to not get it any more of an uprising. We're trying to keep tempers down, blah, blah, blah. Maybe I got too much of my dad in me that says, well, you know, sometimes one of those kids just needs a little hand psychology, if you know what I'm saying. Right. Well, it's hard to, we need to fixate the blame on something you don't support. Yeah. That's and there, what, and that's some of those morons, those kids are trying to get their face on social media so they yeah. can be hero for a day. See, I was fighting against injustice. Blah, 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 blah. But they support okay. the policies that lead to these kinds of outcomes. Of course. But they need, they need to switch the blame, and they do this all the time. But they don't they know do. it because no. all they've learned is gender nonsense. Yeah. Yes. All, all I will say is um, March 30th, 2023 is a day that will live in infamy. <laughs> True, David. I don't know if you happen to see this. Uh, COVID vaccines are not needed for healthy kids and teens, says the World Health Organization. Golly! <laughs> These <laughs> rotten. Go ahead. These are bad people. Bad people. Let it out, man. Shove, What's the worst that could happen? Kids... You get suspended for a couple days. Let it rip, dude. I can't, I can't say because that, that's a lifetime suspension from what I really want to say. <laughs> but, I mean, it is. It, these are the same people that were screaming about kids getting the shot as young as, what, 18 months? Well, that's the United States. Yeah. But based on the WHO recommendations? No, that's not no. true. No, the World okay, Health right. Organization. That was just the United States. I'll back yeah. off on that one. Yeah the, yeah, the the World Health Organization has been way more conservative about the vaccine distribution than the people here in America. What's funny to me, of course, is that Trump said World, World Health Organization, useless. Yeah. Why do we need to be a part of it? We're giving money to it. No, no more. And then, of course, Biden comes in. We want to be a part of it. And so that we are back a part of it because it's so important, but we don't take the recommendation. Because mm-hmm. that doesn't sell enough vaccines. 
Really interesting. Sad stuff. Yes. I mean, most people already knew this. But this is the interesting part. Um, the Hill, what do they call that? Rising, that show with Robbie Swab. Yeah. Robbie's irritated by this. Okay. Um, this is like, what, 15, 14 second clip? Listen to this. We, we will be in a situation, uh, not everywhere, but in some parts of the country, where we're requiring vaccines for young people, requiring boosters, requiring, they're requiring the bivalent booster for students at my, yeah. at my other campus I graduated from, the University of Michigan. I they're requiring the bivalent at the University of Michigan? Golly, that's crazy to me, man. I mean, it's always what? been crazy to me, but... Why do you go to college? You're supposed to learn, right? Get your degree. Start your career. It's going to enlighten you. I mean, I don't believe in all that BS, but that's what you're supposed to get, right? Mm -hmm. And you're going to a group that says you need to get this bivalent booster? How could you trust those morons? Why would you give them a cent? What's you know that epidemiologist? He's been all over TV. Michael, Michael Osterholm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's actually now got COVID after having five shots. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's like a freaking cult, man. Mm -hmm. Wow. And you know what? This too, Lloyd Austin, Mister. Big plastic mask, leader of men, secretary of defense, asked when he's getting grilled yesterday, mm -hmm. hey, what about all the people in the military that got booted because they wouldn't get vaccinated? Nope, not, they're not getting any money. They're not coming back. What? I, you had a chance to do something right. I can't believe as we're learning more and more about this and how many people lost their jobs because they were not vaccinated. I mean, not just the military, but just everywhere. Oh, lawsuits all everywhere. over the place. Yes. And why there are not lawsuits being filed everywhere. Maybe there will be eventually. I think there are. Maybe yeah. there will be more. Yeah. We'll see how this thing shakes out because, I mean, they've got a case. Big news here. I can't wait to hear this story. So you got a kid kicked out of a Pokemon tournament. And yeah. the reason why is what? Because he didn't affirm somebody's pronouns uh, <laughs> well enough. What? This is okay. So this kid got booted from a Pokemon card game tournament in Charlotte, North Carolina, because he offended an adult who was non-binary. Uh, an adult. Yeah, Makani Tran is the young player. The judge asked for his preferred pronouns, and he said he him, but also let out a nervous laugh. He was under a lot of pressure, and apparently his opponent had just said his pronoun. He goes, uh, "Okay, he him. <laughs> okay, whatever. Let's just play this game. All right. Right." And as he writes, the little laugh at the end was because I was trying not to be awkward because I was just stating the exact thing that my opponent had just stated, and it was kind of silly to me in that scenario. Then the judge looked at me and said, okay, uh, just wanted to check to be safe. I go by they, them, so don't be a jerk about it. Now, after the first match, this, this kid thinks everything's You cool. have to say this in the Pokemon tournament? Yes. So the, so Golly. The, the kid thinks everything's fine. So they play the first match, and then the judges all get together and ask him what happened. And then the head judge told him, oh, yeah, you're disqualified because of a violation of the inclusivity policy because he made someone feel unsafe and uncomfortable. Oh, my goodness. And he, wow. he, he told them, he said, hey, you're not even allowed in the venue anymore. 
And he told him, hey, one, he's a minor. He didn't have a cell phone service, had no way to contact anyone, didn't have a key to his hotel room, but a staff member still escorted him out of the venue and cut off his wristbands. What the? Mm. <laughs> and it was interesting because he, as, in, as his telling, he was at a previous tournament in Baltimore a while back, and someone kept referring to him as they, them. And he said, you know, I was bothered by it because I don't go by they, them. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a guy who knows he's a guy. Right. But he goes, but I didn't make a federal case out of it. <laughs> it, was, it was just sort of like, yeah, it was kind of embarrassing and weird, but I was focused on playing Pokemon, so whatever. And the judge in this was yeah. a woman or a dude? I don't know. As somebody okay. who goes okay. by they, them, and apparently right. he didn't, he didn't worship at the altar of non-binary <laughs> <laughs> Not it's well enough. Freaking insanity. Okay. Uh, all right. Today's opening day of baseball. This is a, a great day for Scott. So I want to lighten this up. I want to tell you about a piece I saw uh, at Real Clear Politics. Okay. And it, the whole commentary was why baseball still matters. Now, if you don't care about baseball, hang with me for a second because this comes down to parenthood. I read this. Okay. Uh, try not to get like any, like, Soft places in my heart touched here. Okay. You'll get it in a second. It starts out talking about how Major League Baseball is opening up. And he said, you know, it wasn't until I became a dad that baseball really became important to me. It's like, yeah, I played as a kid and I like baseball. But seeing my boy out there cheering him on and watching him fight back tears after a strikeout or enjoy the elation of sliding home, that's something deeper. He said, and like a baseball dad, like parenting in general, Involves a lot of watching. And he talks about how he's watched his kids struggle over the years. Mm -hmm. And then he tells this great moment in a big game and saying that his kid wasn't the best one on the team at all. But he did hit one to the left side. It was a bad throw to first. And then as he goes to second, it was an overthrow. And the kid comes around to score the winning run and everybody went nuts. And so dad is talking about this moment and how, you know, he'll always have that. And that's why baseball still matters is what he's trying to say. Um, so the one, one of the beautiful things about it is that sometimes even a guy in the bottom half of the batting order can be the hero of the game. And said, and after the game, all these dads are standing around and, you know, just kind of kicking the dirt and saying, wow, what a game that was. He said, there are only so many times in a kid's life when he'll have the chance to be the hero. And there aren't many occasions in daily life that hold such drama, even so much as can be had on a Little League baseball diamond. That might be why dads tend to linger on an infield after the final game of the season. It might be the main reason why baseball still has power and meaning in our lives today. And I'm like, you know what? There's a lot of truth to that. And all I can think is, you know, as my kid's now a senior, and I've told him this before, of course, you watch your kids struggle at times. And if you're lucky enough, you get to see some hero moments, and they're great. But it's always preparing for the game, the game coming up, when it's just you and your kid, and to see them working on something that they're not quite getting, and then to get it. It's, dude, it's one of the best feelings mm -hmm. ever. And I thought, you know what, with all the sadness that's out there, that was a good piece this dude wrote.
Oh. Yeah, it's a great day in America. It should be a holiday. Yeah. You should have the day off work today. But it's just too bad that Major League Baseball hates you. I know. I, know. I knew you were going to say Special that. game. Major League Baseball looked mm-hmm. at a majority of Americans and gave us all the middle <laughs> But you know, I, I could honestly say this now, having been a parent, you know, of a baseball kid. If someone were to ask me, "Hey, what what's your favorite baseball game of all time?" It wouldn't be a major league game that I've seen. It would be him and his pals in different games that they've played over time. You know what I mean? I know. I know. I get that. I mean, I never had a son, so yeah, know. daughter. I got a. Do- she didn't play baseball though. Oh, then I'm sorry I brought any of this up. Crap. <laughs> and I got granddaughters too. They don't play baseball. You coached some young men I will be. I'll be that here. played baseball, right? Yeah, we were terrible. Like a but... pony league, but yeah. you gave your time That's right. because of the love of the game. Hey, you know what? I have good news about hockey. David with that story. The Pride Night, are they going away? Get to that much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Lead story on the Today Show today was the Pope being sick, going to be in the hospital for a few days. Tests revealing the 86-year-old pontiff has a respiratory infection. President Biden, whose Catholic faith is an important part of his life, calls the Pope a dear friend. The Pope is ill now, so say an extra prayer for him. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Very important to Joe. Did you see the Photoshop picture of him in the puffy coat? Yeah. It was AI generated. Yeah. It was going around all over the place. Well, it fooled a bunch of people. Yeah, it did. Oh, yeah. Well, it looked real. Yes. Well, you knew it wasn't real, though. The shades and the big puffy coat. You're like, that's not really the Pope. What's up? That's Photoshop. Something's mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. Well, you bought it. That's what you're saying. No, I didn't buy it, but I, I researched it because I wasn't quite sure. <laughs> so you bought it. <laughs> I Well, I bought into the fact that it could happen. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, he's trying to appeal to a younger generation. Maybe the puffy coat, you know? Uh, the NHL in the news, David. Yeah, NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman said now the league is going to be evaluating Pride Nights in the offseason because of opposition from players this season. To me, this is the roadmap to woke, and it's not to be, or to defeating woke, I mean. Not to be overly confrontational, but, you know, there were several players in the NHL, uh, starting with Ivan Provorov, who said, listen, I don't want to wear the Pride jersey. It's it's against my faith. I, I... I, I love everybody. It's just not something that I feel like I need to be celebrating. I don't want to do it. That's basically it. Yeah. Woke center at ESPN. A bunch of people. You kick him out of the league. He, oh, yeah. he, he hates gay people. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yeah. It, it was all this stuff. And then a few other players have decided, you know what? I'm not going to do that either. I, I'm not interested in doing it. Yeah. It's almost like the 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 the, the switch got flipped. Right. Like they realized, oh, wait, I can say no to this. And that's to me, that's the way to handle a lot of this stuff. One is to laugh at it when it's objectively funny, mm-hmm. like what it, like the CNN piece from over the weekend about how uh, if you share an, a meme of a black person, but you're white, you're doing digital blackface. No, laugh that person out of the room. OK, they're, yes. they're silly. And then. If somebody is demanding that you take the knee for the Black Lives Matter organization or if you wear the pride jersey or the wave the pride flag, just say no. I I don't want to. Yeah. I think you're right, man. That's so true. That's all you got to do. I mean, listen, if it was faith night, which is something a lot of sports do, 
All right, special jersey. He's going to have cross on it. Can you imagine the media oh, with that? Holy smokes, dude. All right, this is the Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, I got a little insurrection-y today at the uh, Texas State Capitol, or I'm sorry, the Tennessee State Capitol. Looked like it. Where gun control advocates uh, stormed the Capitol, trying to get into the uh, House chamber to demand action on guns. When do we form the committee to investigate? I mean, seriously, they were shoving people around. They were shoving state troopers around. Uh, trying to gain entry, trying to access lawmakers as they were going to the bathroom. I did think it was interesting. One of the reporters, one of the only reporters actually there at the uh, who is at the Capitol was saying, well, hey, this is mostly peaceful. Commenting <laughs> on, Again? A, on a video where you see a mob shoving cops around, which I was told was basically like 9-11. Yeah. The thing is, too, at least I've only seen part of the video. On the video that we saw, it didn't look like too many intimidating people. No. <laughs> as far as, like, seeing somebody on the street. Like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Uh, but in a group, they feel pretty tough, and they know nothing's going to happen to them, so they just keep pushing their way in, I guess. What are their goals? What are their demands? What a joke. I still don't understand it. Start cuffing them. What are their demands? Put them in jail. Well, I mean, that somebody's going to report. No, I know. One of these, you know, wank, you know, media outlets is going to say, and the protesters were demanding change. Now get out of here. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And they got insurrection yesterday in Kentucky. Yeah, this was a transurrection. Ooh. Uh, lawmakers passed a bill that would protect kids from the gender identity cults. 19 people wound up getting arrested after a mob occupied the building in protest. Now, the bill they were protesting banned sex change operations for children because apparently we need a law for that, which to me is like common sense. Yeah, of course you don't give kids sex change operations. Are you nuts? Even Europe's walked that back. Yeah, the the Democrat governor vetoed the bill, but lawmakers, Republicans, have a supermajority in the the legislature, so they overrode that veto yesterday in spite of the insurrectionists, which, by the way, I'm still literally shaking from that. I can tell. Uh, The insurrectionists even had their own version of the QAnon shaman, a dude with his face painted and he's wearing a cap with long horns on it. That's incredible. Wow. No kidding. He's got well, the limitation like, is the sincerest form, right? <laughs> yeah. Got, yeah. Well, not not quite in as good a shape as the QAnon shaman. I'll just uh, say no. that okay. this guy's had some cheeseburgers. Okay. All right. And roll the audio. Say, 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 shame, shame, shame. Shame for stopping the mutilation of kids. <laughs> you know, That's what right. Is this man. Oh, my goodness. Okay, you know what's crazy? You've seen 
okay, the different stories about violence from the trans activists, right? And you saw people getting kicked off of Twitter because they were commenting on the Trans Day of Vengeance, which is coming up tomorrow in D.C., right? 31st. Mm-hmm. What's today? Yes, yeah, it's the 30th. And it's interesting because Sean Davis, who is the CEO of The Federalist, got booted off of Twitter for that. And, you know, as I'm looking at that whole story, and David, I know you commented on this saying Twitter was basically saying they don't want to promote the event. Yeah. Right? So I see this story, and it's his Twitter account and the message. And it says, hi, Sean Davis, your account, at Sean, has been locked for violating Twitter rules, specifically for, now check this, violating our rules against violent speech. You may not threaten, incite, glorify, or express a desire for for harm or violence. Okay, what was his tweet? His tweet said, the cold-blooded mass murder at a Christian school in Nashville by an apparent transgender person came just days before a planned Trans Day of Vengeance organized by the Trans Radical Activist Network. The question is, I didn't threaten or incite or glorify or express a desire for harm or violence. No, but I think they were, uh, and one of the people with Twitter actually wrote about it and talked about it, especially to the accounts that were locking or that Mm -hmm. were being locked, and said they were looking for the code word uh, Trans Day of Vengeance because there were people sharing that as a promotion. So I think it just automatically started locking accounts that were sharing that. Yeah, so he gets the message back. Thank you for your patience as we reviewed your appeal request for account regarding the following. Our support team has determined that a violation did take place and therefore will not overturn our decision. So you have a lot of people, especially on the conservative side, saying, hey, I thought this was supposed to change. Mm -hmm. And it's not changing. He was on Tucker's show last night talking about this. And it was an interesting question, I thought. He was talking about Everything that we see is a lot of people are feeling like, man, the whole world is coming apart at the seams. And he asked Sean Davis, do you think this is a has a spiritual element to it? This is what he said. This is absolutely a, a spiritual war. I, I had a uh, text message from a friend today who is at that school, who had children at that school, uh, who recounted what they went through, what they learned, what they were waiting for, desperate waiting for news to hear of their children of their loved ones. And what he said to to us was, you have to fight back against the demonic forces that are at work here. This isn't a battle about politics. It's not about policy, about Republicans versus Democrats. It's about good versus evil and truth versus lies. And if we won't stand up for it, who will? That thought's run through my head. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't make any sense, man. It's just flat out good and evil. Truth matters, man. Reality matters. You got to stick to that. If not, where does it end? Well, when you change the definition of reality, <laughs> which has been done, yeah. Yes. Attempting to do it every day. Mm-hmm. And, man, you see what happens when you're trying to protect your own kids and what they learn at school. The shrieking. Wow. Also saw this in the news. Um, this was from Real Clear Politics as part of their Real Clear Investigations. Headline, 
Why hasn't the GOP yet walked the walk on its Mayorkas impeachment talk? Hmm. Good question. Yeah, it says in the piece, you know, GOP has taken little action to remove Mayorkas. Now, we had clips yesterday. I mean, they grilled him. Ted Cruz had a heyday with him. Yeah. And it was fun to hear. There's no doubt about that. But what about removing him? So, real clear, talk to Todd Benzman of the Conservative Center for Immigration Studies. He wrote a book called Overrun, How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in U.S. History. He said, I just came from the Hill and a bunch of meetings with staffers, and they're reporting the same thing. One said the conference is split with a lot of GOP George W. Bush types who love the cheap labor for American industry and agriculture. And I'm like, here we are in freaking 2006 again. Yep. Really? Still about that. Benzman went on to say, well, that's an old story, but cheap labor is only part of it. Republicans aren't united on this issue because some fear that following through on impeachment talk with Mayorkas will alienate the moderate swing voters that the GOP needs to remain in control of the House. Yeah. It's either right or it's wrong. It's e- you yes, either should I'm tired or you should. of that crap. This political calculation. Do what's right. Ab- yeah. That's it. Right. Do the right thing. And I, I, I can push back just a little bit on the political considerations because I do agree. It's like, no, you, you do what you can uh, and, and you try to hold people accountable for obvious failure. At the same time, you know you're not going to be able to remove him. So what good is an impeachment? That's, I, and I think that is a real calculation that you have to make. That's, that's not just cynical politics. That's actually, you know, do you want to spend the time going through an impeachment proceeding that you know is going to fail? Well, what comes out of that, that hearing? We know what the polling is mm-hmm. as far as the American people on illegal immigration. Yeah. That's something that actually unites Democrats and Republicans. Well, I would argue and, that this does and, and more to second, help them. Well, you get all that information out there of what Mayorkas and Biden have done, because a lot of people don't know it. Mm-hmm. And they will. They'll turn. They'll Wait a second. You're running for election again. You let all these people in the border. You didn't do anything about it. I don't know that that's such a bad thing. Yeah. But that even then, that's still a, a political consideration. On top of your political yeah. consideration. I'm just starting with do the freaking right thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, gosh dang, man. And then you go back to all the people that will tell you somehow in the end, does it matter which party? And I don't get me wrong. I think it does on a number of different issues. But there are so many freaking Republicans that go to D.C. and don't really try to work for the people they represent. It, it's discouraging, to say at the very least. Um, entertainment news, this is pretty wild to me. Ron Howard, Opie, you know, Richie Cunningham. Yeah. Everybody loves Ron Howard, right? I got nothing against Ron Howard, whatever. I'm sure we don't see the same as far as, you know, politically, whatever. I thought this was an interesting story. He's doing this interview, and he talks about his daughter, Bryce Dallas Howard. You've probably seen before. Said, uh, you know, it was really weird when she was in college doing an experimental uh, play where she was uh, completely nude. Full body nude in the college play. 
and Ron takes his dad to the show not knowing. He said, I knew there'd be nudity, but I didn't know we were going to see her full body nonstop, like throughout the night. Mm -hmm. They do that? (laughs) Apparently so. Hey, film school guy, David, you... Part of any all nude stuff? Just curious. You, if so, we've never heard that story. Well, it's, it was tasteful nudity. I'll tell you. Oh, got that. it. You know. Wasn't, so the answer is no. Wasn't co-starring with, with, with that lady though. Dang, I'm jealous. Okay. Quick glance when his silk robe opened up. Hold on a second. Were you nude at all? No. Anybody? Wait, what? Was anybody nude at any of your no. play type stuff? Okay. No. I was like, wow, would have heard that. So anyway, it's Ron Howard. His dad, they're watching, well, the daughter, granddaughter, nude. Ron says, when it was over, his dad turned to me and said, I think that's just great. That's what college is all about. Maybe that's part of the problem. (laughs) That wasn't what college was all about when I was in college, and that wasn't all that long ago. If that's what college is all about, I'm not giving another penny to any of it. No. No. Are you kidding me? If that's what that's... college is all about, I'd have went. <laughs> Damn, I missed out. Crap, <laughs> man. Yeah, that's something. Oh, we got another news update and a story about a mom that was horrified because of a card her kid made in school and what she actually likes. Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jerry Markley. David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, aside from the uh, keeping tabs on the insurrection happening at the Tennessee State House, man, people mad about uh, guns, 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 and they're, uh, I mean, they were assaulting uh, police officers in the building. And I just want to know, is Adam Kinzinger okay? Has he started crying yet? But I will say, tonight. Yeah. I don't know. Those guys held. <laughs> They helped. <laughs> did they? Did they keep the people out? They, or did, well, they, they okay. Yeah, at least in some of the video that I saw, they helped. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and this greatest attack in our democracy since the Civil War. <gasps> Wait a second. <clears throat> now I understand what Kinsinger meant. Yeah. Was that the insurrection didn't happen, and the QAnon shaman didn't take over the presidency? So that's what he meant by you held. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because it's always weird. Didn't know exactly what he meant by that. You guys, so they held today, yeah. and these you know loons didn't take over Tennessee. Yeah. So that's good. You, know, you talk about the impact of that day. <laughs> but you guys won. You guys held. You, held. you know, democracies yeah. are not defined yeah. by our bad days. Yeah. We're defined by how we come back from bad, de- bad days. <laughs> this is CNN. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. Yeah, if, that's good. I wonder if there's anyone who knew him, uh, knew that guy, who just is embarrassed for him. You, you, there, those people have to be out there, right? People who knew Adam Kinzinger, like back in the day. Yes, I mean, there I are these so. old photos of him, like holding guns, saying it's Range Day with the boys, and it's like, yeah, okay, th- this is what you would think of as a guy from. Uh, from uh, central Illinois, who was in the military, you know, yeah. just buff guy in great shape and just likes to go hang out with the bros and shoot guns and stuff. Yeah. 
Think any of those guys watch that guy weeping? <laughs> and just think, man, what happened to him? Speaking of the military, military's funding drag queen story hour. Oh, of yeah. course. The bases? Yeah, yeah. It's part of combat readiness. Matt Gates asked Lloyd Austin, Secretary of Defense, "Hey, what's the deal? How much taxpayer money should go to fund drag queen story hours on military bases?" Fair question, right? Uh, you know, drag drag queen story hours is not something that uh, the department funds. Well, wait a second. Uh, that's actually not what the record seems to suggest. You were going to fund one at Ramstein Air Force Base. That one got canceled, but that's DOD insignia. That's hmm. a drag queen story hour for children. Then also at uh, Malstrom Air Force Base outside of Great Falls, Montana, you had a, a drag queen story hour for kids. Who funded these things, Mr. Secretary? Listen, uh, drag shows and, uh, are not something that the Department of Defense uh, supports or funds. Whoa. Well, you did fund it. Mm. And then wasn't it uh, Mark Milley? He didn't even know about it. But No, but he wants, he wants to see the receipts. Can I get copies of those? Because I'd like to take a look at those myself, actually. Take a look and, and find out what actually is going on there. Because I, that's the first I'm hearing about that kind of stuff. <laughs> mm. Large and in charge. Yeah, yeah Mark, Mill Mark Milley's drag name is General Disarray. <laughs> Oh, real quick, I told you, don't have much time here, but the mom was horrified. Her kid made a card at school, had help from the teachers, that she loves her mom, and said, and you love vodka, with a picture of vodka. I'm sure she's very proud. Ooh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Mark Levine Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story of the day, David. It shifted, uh, maybe. I, I think maybe the uh, massive protest going on in the state of Tennessee is a big story. We'll be following any updates on that, of course. And... Uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and go on Amazon and uh, purchase in bulk Kleenex tissues for Adam Kinzinger, have them shipped to his current office. Um, j just to be sure, I, I don't want, you know, I don't want the guy to be having a result to, you know, using his leftover tampons to dry his eyes. Oh, man, I thought you were going to say his, when you said left, I thought you were going to say his less left sleeve. <laughs> like, and then he would show up on CNN. <laughs> Took it a step further. Wow. I was like, whoa, I was jolted there uh -huh. for a second. All right. You ready for your big three of the day, Scotty? Yeah. The Robbins Trifecta and a news update straight ahead. The Robbins Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I don't know if you heard uh, the president. He was speaking at the Summit for Democracy virtual plenary on democracy delivering on global challenges. <laughs> wow. <laughs> is, is there a lunch served? <laughs> like, What? Summit for Democracy Virtual Plenary on Democracy Delivering on Global Challenges. There you All go. right, what's the big concern? Did Jean-Claude Jean Van Damme Pierre write that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wow. Maybe because you know what we got to focus on? Equality and racial justice. Uh-huh. LGBTQ plus individuals, yeah, you course. know that. Moreover, when we advance equality and racial <laughs> justice we're in, and invest in young people, protect the LGBTQ plus uh, uh, individuals, our societies are not only fairer, but they're stronger and more successful. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, tell tell that to the to the wave of kids that are coming, mm -hmm. who are going to say, "Why did you let me mangle my genitals when I was 13? Because it's already started. Yeah, and it's only going to be more. Is that a stronger society then to confuse little kids about who they actually even are?
Yeah. Well, there's already a mental health crisis yeah. with young people, especially young <clears throat> girls. Yeah, stronger. Mm-hmm. All right, Scott, you ready for your big three? Sure. All right, let's do it. Are you ready? One, two, buckle my shoe It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day is his time. Scott Robbins trifecta. His top three stories of the day. Helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey, buddy. How are you? Good. Opening day. Watching a little baseball today? Yeah. No, that's good. I'm ready. (laughs) Three. Number three, uh, talked about equity. A Memphis women's basketball player is pleading not guilty to assault. Yes. This was Jamara. Is it Jamara? Jamara shoots. Senior guard, Memphis women's basketball team. Now, if you guys recall, this incident happened at the Memphis BGSU Sweet 16 matchup. Yeah, they lost. Both teams midcourt, shaking hands. Shoots appeared to stop when she reached the player, Brett. Shoots then appeared to sucker punch Brett. It's on video. Why are you yelling? Because she pled not guilty. It's going to be a tough one. According to the incident report provided, Shoots allegedly struck her in the face with a closed fist. Yeah. Resulting in some swelling in the right eye. She went down. Then a member of the coaching staff grabbed Shoots and was holding her back and escorting mm-hmm. her off the court. We all saw it. Mm-hmm. Well, she's pled not guilty now to this uh, particular crime. And when someone pleads not guilty, when someone does this, yeah, it, it's blatantly obvious that she punched this person, right? I think you should just double the penalty. Whatever it is, double it. You pled <laughs> not guilty. You wasted my freaking time. We're going to double whatever it was. You get doubled. I wonder what is going to come out of that as far as this, because I've heard rumblings, and I haven't followed it that close, that there was something that happened earlier in the game. Well, maybe. I don't know. So you just can't punch somebody in the line. No, you can't. You can't just do that. No. But if you can say there was a good reason, then maybe, you know, you wind up getting away with uh, lesser charges or something like that after bringing it to trial. God only knows what's going to be said here. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Scott Robbins trifecta. Two. Uh, number two, the University of Wyoming. Uh, a sorority, I guess, is suing over letting a dude join. What? Yeah. Kappa Kappa Gamma. Suing the sorority for allowing a man who identifies as a female to join. And it's, the allegations are true. It uh, seems they have a case here. Female students, University of Wyoming, are suing their sorority after it allowed a trans-identified male to join. Now, according to the suit, they alleged that a guy named Artemis Langford has been watching the women undress around the sorority house, sometimes while at your service master. It's straight up. Hmm. Erection. Ah. Hmm. Is going on. And, you know, the girls don't like that. It makes them feel uncomfortable. So as long as it's just, you know. Right. It's at attention. No, if it's if it's just, you know. Hanging low, if everything's cool. I, I, but when, when it comes to, it goes, you know, goes into attention, yeah. If, it, mm. if it's the old tuck and roll, there's no problem, I guess. Got it. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's not. No. He's just standing there naked? Yeah, with... <laughs> How's that going in? Swing. Guys. Where are we? I don't know. I Get I'm out like, of here, how dude. Is, how are we even having this conversation about whether it's acceptable or not? <laughs> It isn't. 
It isn't acceptable. <laughs> They're undressing and he's standing there naked. <laughs> but he but he says he's a girl, so it doesn't matter. Because he just identifies that. Right. Way. So it did doesn't matter. Right. Okay. Jeez, it's unbelievable, I, dude. I know, and, and my I, I just when I read this kind of stuff, when I see it. I'm like, we can't agree on anything. Can we at least agree that I think everybody agrees with that? That university. Who doesn't agree with that? That the girls have a freak. And the sorority at the University of Wyoming have a point? He's got one. Yeah, ring toss. Okay. All right, I've had enough. Yeah, okay. Now, on with the countdown. It's got Robin Strifeck, the top three of the day. One. Number one, uh, Giselle Fetterman, the wife of... The stroke victim and now uh, apparently suicidal or something, uh, Senator John Fetterman, who apparently is going to be going back to the Senate in the next couple April of weeks. April 16th, yeah. right? Wasn't that the target date here? Yeah, yeah, he's been hospitalized for clinical depression after suffering a stroke that almost killed him last year. And his mm-hmm. horrible wife says, I'm not a horrible person. No. <laughs> she she wrote an article for Elle magazine. <laughs> When we demand that women steal themselves in the face of unending attacks, we teach the next generation to normalize and accept harassment. Back when he was the mayor of Braddock, a small town outside of Pittsburgh that we still call home today, I I hadn't sought an office of any kind. I never even wanted to be in the public eye. That's why I gave an interview to Elle magazine because I... (laughs) What is going on? What's a Harry and Meghan? You you know, please respect my (laughs) privacy book. (laughs) (laughs) that should be the title of it please respect my privacy it's a great line dude she actually seems pretty damn comfortable in the public eye if you ask me she sort of seems to like it yes any and she also said i never pushed him into this this is something that he wanted to do Mm -hmm. and you didn't didn't for one minute no to hear my critics tell it she said it's my fault that john ran for senate it's my fault that he won. It's my fault that he had a stroke. It's my fault that he's depressed. And somehow, at the same time, I'm just a wife who should stay at home and out of the public eye. Mm. No, you should have <clears throat> said, you can't no, do this. Do I love you. Right. Yeah. This guy, I mean, it's the opening day of the baseball season, and he's happy. Eagles! He doesn't know what's going on, and she's like, oh, it wasn't my fault. No. Yeah. People blame me for everything. I'm the real victim oh, here. whatever. <laughs> Golly. What an absolute joke. Man. Yeah. And there you have it. And there you have it. Scott and by Robinson the way, she's like not that. power hungry, as it was quoted. She's power starving. God. That's remarkable, man. Uh, thank you, Scott. News story that I saw earlier. It's really been an honor for me. Yeah, well, okay. for me too, buddy. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. I saw this in the Wall Street Journal. It said exodus from America's big city slowed last year as pandemic receded. Oh, People kept leaving then, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, not really. No. They're talking about, well, this last year, the estimated net loss was more than 800000 uh to the rest of the country. But that was an improvement from a $1.2 million drop the preceding year. Yeah, this is how they do it. This is how they do it. I'm like, what? Yeah. So things are looking up. Yeah. So the exodus slowed. Yes. Now, see, it's not so bad. <laughs> Only 800,000 average left. Well, when, you, you know, when things increase, when the, pr- when the price index increases three points, 
Mm-hmm. It was four points a month before. Joe is doing an end zone dance. I know. Well, well, it's yeah. actually going down. You love playing with the numbers. It's like the captain of the Titanic saying, hey, you know what? Just a few minutes ago, <laughs> 80% of the boat was underwater. <laughs> now, only 10% more of the boat is underwater. <laughs> right. Yes. It's actually, it's actually going backwards now. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, you know, and okay, I would say this even to myself. It said slowed last year. Maybe I took it as it was, okay, that's just great news. It, the fact is it did slow from yeah. where it was. It's still terrible. Astronomical, yeah. Um, you know, so it's talking about, you know, in different areas. Well, the suburbs, you know, grow. And, you know, good news, there were a lot of people that moved to some of the bigger towns. But when they're talking about, you know, where people move to, you know, it was places like Atlanta, you know, or Texas. And then you get to the part of the story that says, well, yeah, counties in the biggest areas, some of them shrank, including Los Angeles, Chicago, and Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Well, well, yeah. What does that tell you? People are still leaving these cities that are run by the left because they're disasters. Well, they like their stuff. They want to keep their stuff. They'd like to keep their wallet. They'd like to keep their car. They'd like to keep the things in their home and their life. That's nice. Yeah. And on a lighter note, I happen to see this um, new polling out there. And the question is, does staying in count as a date now? Hmm. What do you think the percentage of people would say, yeah, that, that counts? I'd say 35%. I'll say 50. It's 35. Oh. Oh, really? I just guessed. Yes. It's, guess. Actually, it's 28. You're closest, oh. though. That's what I'm saying. So then they ask, okay, what's the favorite date night activity? Well. Women are involved in this, David. Mm-hmm. This poll. I'll say just, dinner. Out to dinner. <laughs> You'd say out to dinner? Out to dinner. What do you say, David? I'd say just, some, especially if you have kids, just some time alone. I know what that means. That's code. That's, yeah, it is kind of code. That's what I mean, it's not really mentioned. But going out to dinner was number one. Yeah. See, Robbins, nice comeback. First day of baseball. This is your day. First time I've ever gotten anything right that has to do with dating. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been saying when's it going to be my day? <laughs> right, I know. Okay, you got your day. I'm an out to dinner guy. Yeah. Yeah. I notice you don't pay often. At least when I'm around. I said, I don't date you. Well, I mean, you don't pick it up the tab for everybody. It's all right, though. No problem. News update straight ahead. And Nimrod's in the news coming. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. So you know how the uh, state of California, they decided they were going to ban using state funds to travel to different states? Yes. And it was because if you don't align with us on on guns, on giving kids sex change operations mm-hmm. or abortion, we don't want to do business with you at all. Well, there have been some cracks there uh, coming over the circuit uh, over the surface of this whole thing, and now it looks like uh, the state assembly is looking at repealing this law, and part of it is because there is no benefit, there is no financial benefit, and everybody said, okay, we're not going to do California business, fine, whatever, I don't care. We'll do business with Texas or Florida. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty much how it works, right? Simple. Well, and now they've run into a new thing. 
because, uh, well, you've got the Final Four happening. And San Diego State uh, men's basketball team uh, made the Final Four for the first time in history, but is banned from paying for travel to Texas to compete. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh! And so, Holy smokes! So the according to San Diego State, NC, the NCAA is actually paying for it now because the state of California can't, because the university can't. That's hilarious. And so now they're saying, you know, maybe maybe we maybe, maybe we need to give this up a little bit. Uh, let's try to let's try to overturn this provision because it's not really helping. And so the the state senator who is talking about or leading the, the new charge to overturn this law, is saying, let's instead spend money on ad campaigns promoting our values. Okay? <laughs> just reminds me of the old Jim Gaffigan joke. Send, send it to me in an email so I can delete it. <laughs> I remember when this first happened, right? Yeah. And wasn't it Newsome, the governor? Like, yeah, these states, like Montana. But I'm on a vacation there. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Golly. It's just an absolute joke. All right. Let's get to Nimrods. We got we got an all-timer today. Roll it. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. We got a criminal. We'll get to that story in a second. First, we're going to start off with a principal in Florida, charter school. This is Dr. Jan McGee, okay? Um, Now, this charter school is held in high regard, Burns Science and Technology Charter School, okay? Um, She was communicating back and forth with Elon Musk, all right, like four months, and they chatted about him investing in her school. Now, she had mentioned these conversations to her staff. They were a little skeptical. Like, that sounds like a scam. That doesn't sound like Elon Musk. Like, eh, this person's a fraud. That's my gut. Don't, I wouldn't give him any money. Well, Jan really believed it was Elon, but it wasn't. And so when fake Elon asked her to send a $100,000 check to his right-hand man, who was named Louis Alberto Fernandez. <laughs> she wrote the check no. from oh, the school's account. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they say in the story the details are a little hazy, but Jan put matching funds in the memo line. She was apparently under the assumption that writing this check would lead Elon to giving the school $6 million in return. The school's business manager did get wind of the payment in time and was able to stop the check before it cleared. Mm. That's the good news. In a meeting with the school board members, Jan said, I'm a very smart lady. (laughs) Well-educated. I fell for a scam. You know, when you're a very smart person, usually you don't have to tell people. Mm -hmm. They already know. It'd be a lot different, too, if you were spending your own money. That would be something. Mm. And then... uh, Another Nimrod got arrested in Vegas, um, actually smoking meth inside one of the terminals, the airport. That's not allowed. That's frowned on. Pulled out a pipe and started openly smoking meth. One of the dining areas. Somebody reported it. Okay. Guy's name is Stephen Laster. He's also wanted for violating his probation from a battery charge he picked up last year. 
And then he resisted cops when they tried uh, to cuff him. Of course he did. Cops said, what, you think this is O'Hare? <laughs> and that's Nimrod's in the news.